Strap on your snowshoes and take a walk with us through the uncanny valley. This week on King Me, 110 empty hotel rooms filled with horror. We're talking The Shining? King me, king me, king baby. me, king me, king me, nothing. King me. Welcome to King Me, the unofficial Stephen King movie podcast, the official podcast of Kinging Me. Of uh, <laughs> well, I feel like we should do a reset for a new year, right? So, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. New, uh, it's the official podcast of Kinging Me. It's the official podcast of uh, Plosive Peas. <laughs> And it's the official podcast of, uh, I almost said of remakes, but we already established <laughs> that it's unofficial in that respect. Right. So uh, I'm going to cut the, it's the official podcast of cutting your losses. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to King Me. I'm Dan Gagliardi. I'm Rob Avon. Back for another week. Yeah. And uh, this is a weird week. It's a weird, yeah, this was not, a weird one. Not like for, we're recording this in advance, so it could be like nationally a weird week. So I don't want to accidentally like. A major tragedy happens, and, and I'm like, that's weird, right? <laughs> so it's a weird week on the show. Yeah. Because we are, we're, this episode is going to be about The Shining. Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> 1997's The Shining. Yeah. The TV miniseries. Right. Starring none of, none of the familiar faces. It's, it's so bizarre. Yeah, starring uh, Rebecca De Mornay, mm. starring Steven Weber, mm. starring Cortland Mead, <laughs> whose IMDb picture is like two years after this movie was made, yeah. and it's very funny. He's it's... wearing he's wearing like little Morpheus sunglasses. <laughs> 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 he's got like the front of his hair spiked up like you did back then. Yeah, and uh, he's he sucks. He's just he's yeah. a real drag. So we're we'll we'll get into all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, directed is, by oh man, Mick Garris. Hello, Mick. Back at it. <laughs> Hello, Mick. Good to see you again. <laughs> uh, how have you he, been? He he did the last week's. One. Yeah, he did the one with the hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say this is better than that was. Yeah. If it, you're if you're wondering if anything could be worse than Quicksilver Highway, so far no. Yeah, so far no. Uh, I'm just kidding. That wasn't the worst. The worst was definitely sometimes they come back again. I think that was the worst movie Maybe, we've watched so I far. It's so hard to tell. The lines blur. Um, Blurred lines. King tropes. King. king. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to King Me. Oh, we wait, guys. We have a new. Um, a new review. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. If you want to rate and review the show, we encourage you to do that because yeah. it helps uh, helps people find the show uh, without, <laughs> uh, you know, trying that hard. Rob, you want to read it? Yeah. This one is from VP Baker, and it's titled, It Is Just Fine. Mm-hmm. And the body of it says, I don't mind it. Not bad. Five stars. Not bad. <laughs> okay. Hey, you can't ask for much more than that. Yeah. I have to assume um, that it, it's written by Stephen King, mm-hmm. the actual the man himself. Yeah. Uh, well, VP Baker, I think it's pretty. <laughs> it's an anagram of Stephen King, right? Yeah, you shuffle those letters around, right? You get Stephen King, break them down into the line segments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could sure. probably squeak out a Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
So thanks for that, VP Baker. And if you would like us to read your review of the sh- uh, of our show, leave it. Yeah, and then leave we will a five star review, yeah. and we'll fucking read it. Yeah, man. If you leave it as Stephen King, then it tricks people into thinking that Stephen King is a huge fan of the show. Yeah, which, as far as I know, he is not. Not yet. Not yet. Stephen. Steve. Can I call you Steve? No. Come out That's and play, Mister King. <laughs> Yeah, um, guys, leave a review, five stars, and we'll read it on the podcast. Um, donate to our Patreon, mm. $1, and we'll give you a shout-out. And What do we say, five or more? Yeah, five, five or, or more, more, you get bonus content. Bonus. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Hey, now. Bonus. <laughs> hey, now, you're an all-star. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to King. <laughs> All right, I so. had a pasta dinner before I came here. Oh, that makes it sound like it was a fundraiser or at a Knights of Columbus <laughs> yeah. Hall. I had a spaghetti dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we for, did spaghetti. It was meatballs. the it was the Mothers Against Drunk Driving annual spaghetti dinner oh, to yeah. raise money for the PTA. What? <laughs> Wait, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's like this laundering operation. All the money <laughs> eventually gets funneled back to. Um, Conversion therapy. Oh, hey. Yeah, so maybe don't ever donate money to anyone. <laughs> I don't mean that. Uh, <coughs> also, if you donate money to Planned Parenthood, uh, let us know, and uh, we'll report you to the... <laughs> to the, the mind police? <laughs> to the mind. <laughs> That's a thought crime, and we will report you. Yeah. Uh, um, so we're talking, we're talking about uh, The Shining from 1997, directed by Mick Garris. <laughs> okay. So if you, um, if you, if you, if you would like <laughs> to call me baby, just go ahead now. So, Dan, we... A couple of porky pigs in here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, early, very early on in this show's uh, history, mm-hmm. our show... We watched The Shining, uh, Stanley Kubrick's 1980 Shining. Was it a 1980 Shining? It was, I think so. Mm, that was a good year for Shining, uh. in my opinion, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the best one. <laughs> Arguably, <laughs> as we now know. Um, yes, and if you've heard that episode, you've heard us uh, discuss how Stephen King did not like that movie. Right. He thought it was a failure as an adaptation to the novel. He thought it was so unfaithful that it was like not even, yeah, he not even funny, bro. (laughs) He hated it so much. He hated it so much. And, uh, you know, we've disputed the grounds on which he hates it. And I think like, and so he, he waited like 20 years. Yeah. And then was like, all right, everyone forgot about Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. (laughs) My time has come. Do you, do you think that he was he he was waiting for people to to forget about it? Like, I mean, he couldn't do it like five years later. Well, right, that but, would have seemed incredibly petty. Sure, but do you think like so? It comes out in 1980. Everybody loves it, and it just like it kind of continues to grow, like the popularity uh, popularity of it, and like Were you it's on Irish. <laughs> yeah. The popularity. The po- Oh, the popularity of it. <laughs> um, it ends up on like, you know, um, Turner Classic Movies mm-hmm. and Top 100. Mm-hmm. Like it's on every Top 100 yeah. list. Good movies, horror movies, whatever. Just mm. everything. It's always on. Meanwhile, think- Stephen King is like 
just self-destructing in Maine, boycotting yeah. Calumet, whatever he can. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you think he was just like, I'll wait for this to go away. And then 15 years later, he's like, this thing is not going away. <laughs> I'm taking yeah. it. I'm taking the bull by the horns. I'm, I'm doing it myself. Taking the, the hedge bull by the horns. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I think he was like, I have to wait probably 15 years before I can get away with this. And I don't think it was a matter he also had the juice to do it in 97. Like he had enough, uh, enough, I guess, you know, right. Like, I mean, name Sh- value. yeah. And Shashi Dem should come out not too long before that. And the reason I mentioned is because Frank Darabont is an extra. In yeah. This. Uh, yeah he is. and he was on set to tell Stephen King that he would direct the green mile. Oh, that's why he was there. And hey. he, he was coerced into being an extra. That's awesome. Yeah. So just to give you a sense of where Stephen King is in his career, he's yeah. right between the Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile. Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah. The Stand had come out mm-hmm. uh, in 94 also, a very popular uh, miniseries. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's sort I guess it made sense to people to, to do this. Give it another give it another once over. And honestly, like, it's pretty different. It, yeah, it is different I, enough where this is not... Like there, I think it justifies its own existence. Yeah, I would, nah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I, you know, it, I think it does. I think just barely, but I think it sure. Does. It's, <laughs> it ekes it out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because like, okay, so I um I accidentally like we we had the file is in three parts because it's a three part miniseries. Yeah, I accidentally queued up the third part first, which okay. if you'll remember drops you into Danny be about to being be, attacked yeah, by, by the hedge the hedge monsters. Uh huh. And Wendy going, Danny! And then he goes, hi, mom! (laughs) And that was so jarring. Like, blonde (laughs) bombshell Wendy. Fucking Rebecca DeMornay Wendy. And then, like, this chubby-cheeked, buck-toothed, loud-mouthed kid. Hi, mom. The the snow's real good for packing right now, (laughs) ma'am. Oh boy! And then and then Stephen Weber also runs out, yeah. and he's just like he's being like a smiley, half charming, half crazy. Yeah. Whereas like Jack Nicholson is just like you would not, I would not let him look over my hotel. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's a lunatic. Yeah. Like on a good day, Jack Nicholson looks like the devil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like on on his best day. Yeah. Dressed for the Oscars, he looks like the devil. <laughs> He even wears like sunglasses yeah. at inappropriate times, oh, like yeah. I imagine the devil does, because uh, he's so cool. <laughs> I saw like there was just it, he. I probably said it on the, this show, but the it was at a red carpet event and people were taking pictures of him and he didn't want it. So he told the photographer if he didn't stop, he was going to push his face through the back of his skull. <laughs> if you don't stop taking those pictures, I'm going to push your <laughs> face through the back of your skull. You, I think we have talked about that because we were discussing how it's not not punch. It's a slow, continuous <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. pressure, yeah. like a hydraulic press, just slowly mushing your face backward. Yeah. That, that was probably a year ago that we talked about that. Oh, what a year. <laughs> Here we are. Look, look Nothing has changed. Fucking waiting joke. for Godot. <laughs> Same stupid story. Welcome Same, uh... to waiting for Godot me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. We record this in an, in a room that's completely empty except for one tree. <laughs> one barren tree. So that is not where the movie starts. The movie starts... Oh. In, um, in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with John Jack Torrance and... Fucking our first King alum, Pat Hingle, 
That Hing- old Hingle McCringle. <laughs> Uh, that old man who's showing him the boiler and telling him he's mm-hmm. got a very, very important. He tells Jack Torrance, you got to release the pressure on this boiler every night. If you don't, you're going to blow the whole hotel sky high. And then they look and he says, he <laughs> says sky high. And then they look into the camera and they both say sky high. <laughs> yeah. It's a Chekhov's boiler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but Pat Hingle, King alum. He was in Maximum Overdrive. Who was he in Maximum Overdrive? He was the bad boss that was like, um, he wouldn't pay. Emilio I thought the a- bad boss was a truck. <laughs> he wouldn't pay Emilio Estevez. Oh, he was his- the guy who had like a full military full arsenal. arsenal yeah. yeah, he like whips out a bazooka out of nowhere. He's the guy who willy nilly threw a corpse in his basement. Yeah, yeah, and he was fucking that wife mm-hmm. or wife. Uh, waitress fucking that wife <laughs> she was yeah, married i don't know probably um, very uh very normative of you okay yeah. all right uh so, so th- we open we open with some boiler talk uh <laughs> <laughs> but that so that's the scene like instead of uh you know jack nicholson being going on a tour of this yeah, hotel. It's so weird because there's a specific moment where they diverge from the movie in that mm-hmm. way. Like they articulate it. Yeah. Like, um, uh, Pat Hingle is like, "Aren't you?" To uh, Melvin Van Peebles is like, "Aren't you going to show them the kitchen? That's your territory." He goes, yeah. "Nah, you do it. I'm going outside." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which like weird. It seemed spiteful to yeah, me, right? To just skip that part. Yeah, this movie also has Melvin Van Peebles as uh, Richard. Uh, Dick Halloran. Dick Halloran, yeah. You might remember Melvin Van Peebles as Sweetback from his movie, um, Sweet, Sweet, uh, <laughs> Badass. What's happening? <laughs> What's his, hold on. <laughs> uh, sweet, ba- sweet, Sweetback's Badass <laughs> Song. <laughs> Sorry. Sweet, Sweetback's Badass Song. Oh, man. A- you must have had more spaghetti dinner than I did. <laughs> It's a um, it's a black exploitation film from 1971 mm. that he mm-hmm. wrote, directed, and starred in. Um, he he actually he has sex with a woman on screen in that movie. Real sex, unsimulated, like penetrative. Yeah, like the old in out in out. <laughs> that's right. Wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. P right in the L. <laughs> Labia. <laughs> Labia? Is that the plural? Labia. Labia. Yeah. Um, so he's in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there we also, have the first scene, first scene, boiler room. Elliot Gould. Oh, right. Elliot Gould, who he was a bit stiff in this, I must say. Yeah. I know that scene. was like his character, but also I was like, he. it seems like they are yeah. feeding him his lines. Yeah. It's weird. Elliot Gould. Camera. Was he was part of that whole fucking like sixties, late sixties, seventies, like fucking yeah. He was he was in um, Mash and um, that uh, where he's the like the hard boiled detective. What the fuck is that one? The Long Goodbye. Oh, um, so he was like I I I thought he was considered a cool guy back, <laughs> <laughs> cool guy Elliot Gould. Um. <laughs> And I don't know when it happened, but he's just like, he's sort of just a dork. A pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Just like, 
Yeah. Like he's he, got like a like a Ghostbusters EPA vibe. Yeah. Like he's that kind of just like rumph about everything. Yeah. Which I kind of appreciated because like no one should trust trust Jack Torrance. Like, right. That's, he's yeah. he's right to be very very skeptical of him. Although, like, I guess the point in The Shining is like, yeah, this whole fucking building is evil. So, of course, we're just going to welcome you in. But, but but they have a conversation outside the hotel where Elliot Gould is like, I don't like you. Um, I don't think you're going to do a good job here. You got fired from teaching because you hit a kid, which they flash back to this kid oh my slashing God. his tires. And he he hits he pins him to the ground yeah. and like knees on his shoulders. Just yep. like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so Ellie Gould's like, I don't think you're going to do a good job. Um, I forget exactly how he got it, got the job. I think it was like a recommendation. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. A mutual friend It's or something. something. Yeah, it's Wendy says what yeah. it is. But he's like, I'm only doing this as a favor to this other guy. And I, if you fuck this up, then I don't, you know, you're going to be out on your yeah, ass. You're I don't gonna, even know what, buddy. But also, like, he's got, I don't know. Last this is the hotel where last year a guy murdered his family. It's already, true. this already happened. Yeah. So to be like we we have certain expectations here. <laughs> we, we hold have, a our, standard yeah, yeah. to our innkeeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could have just none of you to be alive by right. spring. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you got to do to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about? Oh, this is also where they take the time to explain in some detail mm. the rules of Denver croquet and the ma- the machinations of it. It's the- all you need to do is be like, yeah, it's bigger croquet. Yeah, that's it. They they talk about the history of it mm-hmm. and how it's played and how it's harder because the balls are bigger. Yeah, uh, it, it's deceptively challenging, I believe he says. Yeah, all they needed to do is be like, it's big, or or it could have been regular croquet. They could have been like, oh, we love croquet here. Well, you could do some damage with a regular croquet mallet. Yeah, you they could have, but I don't know. But instead, it, it had to be a big just, cartoon hammer. Yeah, it just sort of like I don't know, washed over me. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I know that in the book, which it, we won't talk about. No, we're never going to talk about it's it. It's an it's a croquet mallet, mm-hmm. not an axe. Yes, which. Is less threatening to me, I feel like. Yes, and I feel like that's why Stephen King would like it more. Yeah. Because, like, his whole thing is, like, you know, taking the everyday and making it spooky. Everyday croquet. Everyday croquet. (laughs) Everyday big old croquet. Guys, welcome to everyday croquet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, this is why uh, Stephen King in Dr. Sleep, the sequel Mm -hmm. to this... Uh, the murder weapon is always a shuttlecock. He <laughs> <laughs> just likes taking backyard games. Yeah. Making a murder. So we're introduced to their croquet. Um, we we also get introduced to Wendy and Danny. They're back home while Jack is on his, his little meeting there. I hated that whole scene. So dumb. She's, she's painting a bowl of fruit. And which is funny because at the end of the movie, like just to jump ahead, yeah, um, it like like in the in the film, uh, Wendy and Danny live, yeah, and but they because they establish at the beginning that she's painting a bowl of fruit, right? At the end of the movie, she owns an art gallery. Oh, really? Yeah, 
I did not that's, see that. No, that's um, that's what her and Dick. He like it's some like offhanded thing where she's like, "Yeah," and I opened an art gallery. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I did love painting bowls of fruit, so I thought, why not open an art gallery? It's a whole gallery with just that one <laughs> painting. <laughs> uh, so so she's doing that, and then Danny comes in, and he's like, "What you doing? Hi, Mom. What you painting?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now this kid is so disgusting. So annoying. He's so disgusting. He I he has a, I hate a kid. Yeah, I hate a kid. Uh, he's he's 10 years old at the point at this point in his life. Mm-hmm. And he's got a mouth that won't shut. Mm-hmm. Like his natural resting mouth is Half almost open. wide yeah. open. He's got those big old front teeth. Yeah, they're just they're they're keeping his lips, the upper lip the bottom lip is like straight across, and the upper lip is like an upside down U. Yeah, <laughs> it's not quite a cleft palate. Yeah, it's but it's like it hooks up for it, sure. It, yeah, big <laughs> hook on the that. curtain is drawn. Yeah, so he's just and he always sounds like he's he just drank the biggest glass <laughs> of milk. <laughs> I'm oh. oh, it's just so phlegmy in yeah. his throat. And, and like, it, and it's just ugh, I just imagine it just going in his mouth and then. Like he it just washes right out because he can't close his mouth. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. He keeps like also vacillating back and forth between being like a dumb little kid who doesn't understand anything. Yeah. But then like, you know, she takes him to the doctor and he's like, oh, my God, this is the smartest boy. <laughs> like He's supposed to be very sensitive and intuitive. And then in certain moments, like. You know, the hedge monsters are sneaking up on him and he has no idea. <laughs> yeah. He he's he has the shining mm-hmm. and he can't he wasn't sensing those hedge monsters. No, no, he was not shining shining the hedge. Welcome uh, to Shining the Hedge. <laughs> he is our horticulture podcast. Yeah, there's there's weird bits in here where like um like he does go to the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like the doctor's like, um, you know, he's fine. He's just, you know, he's very smart. Um, that's probably why he wants to learn how to read. And he said that line. I was like, the kid's like 10. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he wants to read because everybody else can read. <laughs> why haven't they taught him this yes. yet? Like, he Jack, can't Jack he Torrance can't read. is supposed to be a teacher. <laughs> and a writer. Yeah. He can't read to the point where uh, Tony, who... Oh, holy shit. Okay, yeah. so All right. Yeah, I, there's a lot know, going on. I don't want to I don't want to spend too much time like going through the plot points of The Shining because yeah. if you don't know them, go back and listen to the other episode cuz we do go through it. Yeah. Um so Tony in the original though, I will he's uh he is portrayed as Danny like like bending his index finger and doing that weird voice, the, right, in the, the, original the red rum yeah. voice. Um in this one, he's like a Dawson's Creek looking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, he's wearing like one of those oversized button down t-shirts that's open. Yeah. Uh, not t-shirts, you know, button down shirts. And he's got like those very round glasses on. Yeah, like the John Lennon. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's so, and he's got that middle parted blonde like overgrown surfer. sort of like not yeah oh yeah but it's not surf it's like pushed back yeah, right I, yeah, I, yeah 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 it's it, I think, weird i think steven weber actually has the same haircut <laughs> yeah. but he's uh he's his character is played by wait, what's the kid's name will horniff from the sandlot oh. among other things which also starred patrick renna 
who was Ham, who was also in Sometimes They Come Back Again. He was the one who... Oh, no, wait, no. The other kid wanted to fuck his sister. He was the one who was like, you ever... You like your sister's canoobies? (laughs) Yes, that's right, yeah. (laughs) Uh, He's also in um, Son-in-Law, starring Pauly Shore. Hey, buddy. <laughs> That's in that movie. He just start. He drops his older sister off at college and just starts going through her roommate's underwear. Yeah, while she's out of the room. What a scam. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> just creeping through these panties, buddy. Uh, this is. <laughs> we deserve Welcome nothing. to Shore Thing. <laughs> I was going to say the longshoreman. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> I like yours more. Um, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> so, uh, so okay, right. So, Tony is portrayed by this, um, like, teenage... Yes, and the reason I brought him up was that uh, Danny is so illiterate that at one point, Tony has to change, like, a, like a pedestrian crossing sign mm-hmm. to just be a skull and crossbones so that Danny <laughs> understands what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you see? Do yeah. you see? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're on their way um, to the hotel, the whole family, and, right, he does that thing, and he's like, you gotta, you gotta stay away from the hotel, Doc. And the kid's like, I can't do it. I can't do anything. I'm only 10. <laughs> I'm just a little boy. Yeah, I'm yeah. so little. Mm-hmm. So burp, burp. Um, they get to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And the, they, it, it, this movie, the, this is the miniseries. It's four and a half hours long. Uh, it takes at least an hour for anything to an hour and a half before they even get to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was tough for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. You. you Bare minimum of yeah. exposition is clearly we learn that's all you need. Right? Is uh, she he was a boy, she was a girl. <laughs> you yeah. don't need to make it any more obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do get to the hotel after having a oddly familiar conversation about the Donner Party on a, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah. So that was all like that. It's weird the things that make it. <laughs> yeah, make it, make it, make buddy. it. <laughs> uh, and it, I think um. I think Steven Weber does a fine job in this. He's trying. I, there are moments where I'm like, he is just trying not to do Jack Nicholson. Like he, in his well, head, he's it's got like this like ridiculous task ahead of him. Yes. Probably like I'm playing this iconic mm-hmm. character. I did appreciate that when he breaks down the door. He with did the, not say he, he did Johnny. not say here's Johnny. And I did like that. He just went boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was good. That was very good. Um, Rebecca De Mornay. Um, I think she gets better as the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. I think by the end of it, I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, early it on, a, though. It's a different character. It's like a very different character. It is. She has... She has needs. She has needs. <laughs> oh, she has womanly needs. Yeah. And, but also, like, she has expectations for how she should be treated. Yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah. you start to understand where, like, why Stephen King felt, like, Stanley Kubrick did not honor the characters. Right. Because she's pretty much rewritten. Yes. From how he intended it. And he wrote the scripts for these, if mm. I'm remembering correctly. He, he so did, yes. This is very much what he wanted to see. <clears throat> so they uh, 
And like we said, Danny is just the worst. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks so bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're... Cortland. <laughs> Cortland Mead. Um, My so le- mm. They get to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens? Who cares? <laughs> they get to the hotel and um, everyone's having a lot of fun. Yeah, it's we really Van Peebles. It's, it's so much fun. Um, I think Van Peebles says something. Like, oh, he's dressed he, like... Uh, so like he's kinda, dressed for Havana all the time. Yeah, he's. I have in my notes here. Van Peebles is a sexual tyrannosaurus, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's pretty accurate. Yes. Yeah. The Although guy, we don't fucks. We don't see his apartment. Yeah. But you have but, to imagine. Like um, in my mind, it's so much worse than Scatman's apartment. <laughs> like that's why they couldn't show it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> worse than a guy named Scatman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's got he's got women like chained up willingly in mm-hmm. his apartment. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. He's just got like a whole He stable. does like like Don Draper with Linda Cardellini. He's yeah. like, I'm going to leave for a couple days. Stay here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you need anything, don't call for room service. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Oh, and I'm already like skipping to the second. That's fine. Part that's yeah. fine. It doesn't they, matter. They have um, there's a a meeting. They're having an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, mm-hmm. and Mick Garris. No, oh, he a, cameos. He yeah. cameos. He's an alcoholic with a fondness for tranquilizers. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he says. Uh, I bet he improv that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. He's like, I am the director of this movie. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> so in the but not to get too far out of the chronology of things. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of like things that happen in this that don't happen in the yeah. movie because I feel like that's the conversation we should be having. But like, yeah, no, I I'm trying to think if in the first part, well, what, what was he explicitly and, different? I, Danny and Doc. Or not Danny and Doc, Danny and Dick yeah. have more of a conversation about Shining and what Shining is. Yeah. It's like they there there are words in the film, but this is like a long ass conversation. Yeah. Where Dick gets into like his whole family history and uh I mean it it basically takes he, Kubrick's movie and expands it out into four and a half hours mm-hmm. of exposition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like I don't know. That's the weird thing to me in general about Stephen King as like a horror guy is that he he's a world builder yeah. and like the the challenge of like making horror effective in a world other than the real world mm-hmm. you know what I mean like yeah. it's it that's why it hits or it hits really hard or it misses really hard yeah I think so like this is this is somewhere in between yeah I don't know um, yeah I don't know. I, in that conversation that uh, Danny is having with Dick, he he does try. He does tell Danny to like, "Give me all you got." Yeah, and then in his mind, he just sort of like shouts, "Hi, Dick!" and cracks his tail light, tail light, and also like sends him like stumbling back. And I think he gives him like, a nosebleed, nosebleed yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So that is like, I love that trope of telekinesis and like telepathy. Yeah, is like nosebleeds if you do it too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I popped something. Uh, have you watched that show, The OA? Night. It no. sucks. Don't watch really? it. Really? Yeah, it fucking blows. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Unsubscribe to the show. I don't care. Don't unsubscribe. Please don't. <laughs> What's wrong with the show? It's just like, it's it. the story. I know absolutely nothing about it. It's Zero. A sh- it's a shitty story told very well. Okay. If that makes sense. There's like, 
Isn't there something to be said for that then? Yes. Okay. I don't think it's worth your time. Okay. There's like angels are real Uh, and they call them angels. Are they in the outfield? No, no, no. no. They're in the basement. (laughs) Okay. She gets kidnapped. and What does OA stand for? I don't know if they say. Okay. I forget. It's like, I know the O, I think the O stands for original. She might be the original angel. angel. She might be the first. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. It, angel. Uh, it's stupid. And they're like, <laughs> there's like this whole thing. They stop a school shooting through the power of dance. That's a spoiler. I should have said spoiler alert. But through the power of dance. Yeah, the climax of the season is. Phyllis from the office and four kids, four teenagers, doing a dance to confuse a school shooter. Is this a comedy? No. <laughs> no, it's not. And, like, the dance is, like, it's very sort of modern, interpretive, and... Uh, uh, this doesn't sound... They're called they're called movements, and the movements have powers, and one of which is All they right. bring someone back from the dead. I'm spoiling this whole thing because it's stupid, and I, it doesn't matter. I, like... You're telling me this right now, and I, I kind of want to cancel this show mm-hmm. because that sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, so they're doing the movements. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, each each movement is, like, I don't know. So the whole thing is, like, every, the, the main characters all have had near-death experiences. Uh-huh. And in so doing, they've, like, met their guardian angels. Uh-huh. And, one like, each of them are... They're given, like, a different animal that represents a knowledge. A spirit animal? To, to eat. They eat the animals. Oh. I know. So each of the movements, like, reflects <laughs> that moment from their near-death experience. At one point, they all hiss. They go... <laughs> It's so embarrassing. Like I've never gotten like. You, I wish. No, I like that. <laughs> he's he's just he's just a, a cheek pincher. Uh, this is this fucking is just douche chills. How many, so how many episodes bad. are there? Eight. Right. Oh eight. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Watch it to <laughs> watch it. Watch it know. to mock it. I, I'd say. I think it deserves. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not fair. People are allowed to like what they like. People are allowed to like what they like. People are allowed to like what they like. <laughs> I have to remind myself of this. But it sucks. And I'm more con- I don't know. It's people are trying to make a thing out of it. Like what kind did, of thing? Like a Stranger Things thing where they're like it's so good. Okay. And they're wrong. All right. And I need everyone to know. I need to nip this in the butt. <laughs> Cultural warrior, Dan. <laughs> oh, I'm a baby. So welcome uh, to King. Me. Welcome to King. Me, the official podcast of the OA. Um, what happens next, Dan? I forget. <laughs> so so yeah, well, Dick kind of gives Danny this sort of heads up. He's like, weird shit happens in this hotel. It's not real. It's like if you close your eyes and count to ten, it'll go away. The, yeah. it, it it fucks with you. He says it's like pictures in a book. They mm-hmm. can't hurt you. And he's wrong. And Danny's like, oh, like in that book my dad read me where a guy cuts a woman's head off. Do you remember that? He's like is like Bluebeard the Pirate. And he's oh. like, Yeah, there was a picture of a man holding a woman's severed head. Is it like that? And Dick's like, uh yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go I should go talk to your dad. Um <laughs> So, yeah, he's like, but if you need anything, just uh, give me a brain holler. Yeah. And I will come running. Uh, so everyone, he leaves. The other guy leaves. And yeah. uh, they make a lot of jokes about one of them dying. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I wonder if you'll be here next winter yeah. or, or by come spring or whatever. Yeah, and and Dick is just like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and he's like, don't die this winter. He's like, okay, I will fucking won't. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Do you know something I don't? <laughs> um, I've hit a bunch of croquet mallets throughout this building. So uh, the so then the, the family settles in and Jack is going to work on writing his play. Mm-hmm. This time it's a play. This time it's a play. Um, I'm trying to, I don't know, like what happens in that second part? Like Jack, we see the hedge animals, the topiary. Mm-hmm. Um, they These hedge animals come to life. Yes. There is no hedge maze in this. No, 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 no. So apparently, according to the IMDb trivia, mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick didn't include the hedge animals because he didn't feel like the special effects were good enough at the time. And? And also, it's dumb. <laughs> is that what you're going to say? Uh, it is dumb. It's goofy. I shouldn't say it's dumb. But you know what? I did like the... Because for the most part, like at a certain point, they become CGI and then yeah. it loses me. But when Jack is like being pursued by them, it's the kind of thing where they only move if you're not looking at them, right. which I like. We, I like that. That's a Doctor Who It episode. is a Doctor Who thing. Uh, yeah. And I like it. Don't blink. Don't blink, baby. Yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. I like that device. Because it's, it's sort of like, it keeps things in the dark even when they're out in the open. Yeah. So that's kind of cool to me. Yeah. However, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they do animate them and it sucks. And there's really no pay, like there's no climax with those animals. No. No one gets killed by them. Right. There's no like end scene where they're being pursued as they're leaving the building. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why we needed them. We don't. We don't. Yeah. It's mm. just an edit. It, it's, it's just like a thing. If you were going to make a feature length film, you might even cut them out of the movie entirely. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe maybe something less hokey. <laughs> <laughs> something that might build tension. Yes. I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. Um so we do we get that scene where Jack is um he's on the swing. Yeah. And he's having a heartbreak nice... hotel to himself. <laughs> he's having a nice time. And the the right the the hedge animals like sort of attack him mm-hmm. as he's looking at that weird little version of the hotel that's yeah. on the hotel's front lawn. Yeah, I don't understand. Is it's that a like playhouse. a playhouse? Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that. I thought they were gonna do more with it. Yeah, I, I, I thought he was gonna like look in and see. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, little stuff, little, little thing. Oh, look at that! It's little guys. <laughs> he might say. <laughs> you might hear him. That's say an that. example of something he might say. <laughs> um. Yeah, we get that. Um, he's not. Uh, at, at a certain point, he stops writing his play. And right, he goes in. He goes down into the boiler room right. one day, and he finds those newspapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which is like in fucking which movie where someone finds just like so many news articles that oh explain the backstory. It, no, it was um, Needful Things, where it, the the yeah Ed, Ed Harris finds like <laughs> um, World War Two happens, uh, Vietnam's <laughs> a thing. Um, you know, just all these like huge right yeah events <laughs> and that that explain exactly what's going yeah, on uh, that that are uh, that they're they allude that um, Max von Sydow was responsible yes. for. Um, in this case, it's more about like all the grisly murders that have taken place at the hotel. Oh, speaking of which, yeah. Um, 
I was very frustrated because like toward the end of the movie, they're like, I think uh, Jack says he's like uh, all these people who who stayed here. It's almost like they never left or something like there's some line like that. And then at the beginning, uh, the I was the the, the guy, the guy who the white guy who's showing them around Pat Hingle, Pat Hingle, McCringle. Yeah, Um, he is. He's like, we've had four U.S. presidents stay here. I was like, oh, please. Please give me the ghost of Richard Nixon. <laughs> I haven't read the book. There's a sliver of hope. I don't know for sure that he's not around the corner. Could you imagine? Yeah. Just, just, just sitting Nixon. in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> he's the bath hag. Come on in. The water's. <laughs> I can't do a Nixon. Ugh. Oh, you yeah. can. <laughs> That's first televised debate, Nixon. Um. Or Bobby Durst. <laughs> Murder burps. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the jigs for one second? Yeah. I still love that finale. I still even, haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Dan. I know what happens. No, you can I know. talk about it no, openly. It, it's not even like, you know, you can't spoil real life. But mm-hmm. it, I, I think even now, now that's seeped into the zeitgeist, I still think it's worth watching. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, the way that it builds and just the way the other interviews with the guy, knowing how the, uh, the last interview goes, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know it, I know it's tacky to talk about other comedy things on yeah. a comedy show, but uh, <laughs> there's a joke. I Was it in the play, Oh Hello, when George St. Geeglin says that his mother... He's like, I was friends with Bobby Durst. Our mothers jumped off the same roof. Yes, yes. I love that joke so much. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. <laughs> That's very good. Please shout back. Um, I just the that last scene where he's caught in and he just uncontrollably like <laughs> uh, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> okay. Murdered them all, of course. <laughs> I murdered them all, of course. That, it was like me after spaghetti dinner. It's like, <laughs> I what did you, it. Dan? <laughs> I ate all of spaghetti dinner, of course. <laughs> oh, man. Just his his body's physical reaction <laughs> to, <laughs> to being a murderer. Uh, didn't know that happened. <laughs> Um. So so I don't we, know. Let's talk about the bath hag. That scene. Let's talk about this bath hag. Um, Danny, Danny, he tries getting into this hotel room a couple times, I think, and yeah. he gets busted once. There's kind of a tense scene where Stephen Weber. It's it, like the first time we see him really snap. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, this is sort of an accent, but Danny is like, I think he's shining at one point, and mm-hmm. Stephen Weber like oh. shakes him back into consciousness. Yeah, and he. Bangs his head on the back of the toilet seat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but this is like when he catches Danny like sneaking around upstairs. This is like the first time we see him starting to slip. Yeah. And he's saying things like, uh, men follow the rules, yeah. which is on paper, it's not menacing for any reason, yeah. but like something about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's menacing. Mm-hmm. And then the, like, Early on, we see that it's sort of, it's the same thing as at the first movie where Jack Jack breaks Danny's arm in a in a drunken fit of rage, uh-huh. you know. Um, so everybody's real tense around an angry Jack, you <laughs> yeah. know. And uh, so he catches him. There's a tense scene there, 
Um, but then he ends up going back to the room, and he's he's doing his kid, his creeping kid thing, and uh, and then he sees sees one bath hag in <laughs> in the bathtub. Who has lines in this? Yeah, she's got lines. some stuff. She's got a lot to say. Yeah, it's Mick Garris's wife. Yeah, it's Cynthia Garris again. Mm. At it again. Welcome guys. back, Synth. She, Good to she see. She was in uh, the stand in Sleepwalkers and yeah. last week Quicksilver Highway. She was in those movies and now she's in the bath. Yeah, and uh, we should also say that it's she's never not a bath hag. No, she's consistently a bath hag. Yeah, she's now like in the first movie. She first she's a very sexy lady and then she turns into a bath hag. Always a bath hag, <laughs> never a bath. <laughs> yep. Babe, <laughs> um, which I liked the bath hag stuff. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was actually it may have been better. Whoa! I know, I know, I know, I know. Hold on, but the one that that scene, the <laughs> way that it's played. So Danny runs in, finds her in the bathtub, and then he gets freaked out and he runs away, and she's following him. Yeah, we. We that uh, yeah sorry go ahead no no he's like trying to open the door and he can't and we see she's her like feet yeah just like the feet crawl like gross wet feet on the carpet they're all green I did, and like waterlogged yeah I like that a lot I was like because the first few steps she's not dripping yeah and then I was like oh they should have had her dripping that would have been <gasps> there it is <laughs> she's getting the carpet all wet yeah and then when, uh, when Jack he, goes up to the room well wait the oh. the way that scene that ends he like the oh Danny, right yeah. Danny gets the door open and he he gets out into the hallway, in the hallway and he's like whoa that was a close one or he's like it's just a picture from a book yeah and then the bath arms yeah you just see these arms from you don't even see the rest of the body just yeah. the arms from inside the room grab him and like really pull him yeah. into the room there were a couple good jump scares yes yeah. that was one and the dog mask was another one yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It's it was cheap. It was really cheap. I was like, I was mad that it got me. It's some like haunted hayride bullshit. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, that's worth mentioning that uh, the the bear dog blowjob thing gets explained a lot more as it does in the book, which we are not going to talk about. Okay, wait, I did, I missed it then. That that creepy dog mask is supposed to be bear dog blowjob. Oh, which is why the owner of the hotel or whatever, yeah, who's wearing it. Uh, that's why when uh, Jack goes to the party uh-huh. and the the sexy dead woman is like all over him, she's yeah. like, she's like, I came here with him, but as you can see, he's made a friend, and it's that other guy who he's like, oh. who he's like doming. Yeah, he puts the mask on. He's like spanking him and stuff, and everyone's okay. like, oh, how fun! He's like, I'm going to, um, yeah. fuck that man later. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So there's like there's a little bit more explanation as to why that happens, and that is in the book. Like we're not going to talk about it, right. of course. But if we were to, I would say that um, there is like sort of a whole subplot about uh-huh. those two guys. Huh. Yeah. Something I totally missed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, careful viewing can be rewarding. <laughs> I think uh, if people take anything away from this show, <laughs> it'll yeah. be that careful viewing will be rewarded. And I think it's funny to pretend to be Javier Bardem, <laughs> um, which I've never done on the show. Right. We've only had him as a guest. Yes. Later on, after we we're done recording, I'll say like, "Oh, remember when Javier Bark Bardem came in? <laughs> Bark Dem. Bark Dem, and he said things like, "Oh, I got pee pee on your floor." 
I see. I can't even do yeah, it. I can't even do yeah, it. Your impression isn't as good as when I feel his like, actual voice. I feel so. like it's getting there, but I can't, I can't even do it. <laughs> I can't even. Um, so then Jack goes up to the room and um, you see, find some wet footprints. Yeah. But he, at first there's like nothing. Then he finds the wet footprints. Yeah. Then he goes in and he sees bath hag. Yeah. He see right. He sees her in the tub. It, it, like the curtains drawn too, and mm-hmm. he just gets freaked out and runs as fast as he can out of the room. Yeah. Um. But every time he like, every time he does something or if he sees something, he completely Forget denies it, it and, and like and, kind of forgets it or yeah, something. He's yeah. like, like he he's the one who again. This is explained more in this movie than in the original. But when he destroys the radio. Um, yes, he blames it on Danny and yeah. seems to, by like over a certain amount of time, believe that Danny did it. Yeah, like for real. Which in the um, in the original movie, Wendy just finds it broken, mm-hmm. and it's just assumed that Jack broke it to cut well, off any ties. Don't we see him take like the the tubes out and stuff? Mm, do we? I thought we did. Maybe. Right? Like he I thought gets it was like, totally destroyed. I have like a maybe he destroys it at one point, but I seem to also remember him like with a handful of things, like kind of tossing them and like catching them in the air, like you do oh, when you've maybe that that might be. I don't true. know. We write in and write in and clarify what happens in the the movie The Shining. Um, in the that, comments for this episode, right? Which is not about that movie. <laughs> You'll seem like an idiot, and we'll correct you in front of everyone. It'll be very humiliating. <laughs> or donate to the Patreon and we won't publicly humiliate you. Your choice. Um, but it, over the radio, we get... It, it's um, it's Jack's father's voice. And he's he's talking down to him and calling yes. him stupid. It, it, you know, earlier in the movie, we find out that Jack is like a child of abuse. They both kind of are, I think. Yeah. Jack and Wendy are both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, he hears in sort of a frequency turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he quades it. He quades it. He quades it hard. Yep. And, and then and he's like, and then he takes the croquet mallet and smashes the radio, but good. Mm. Um, and then he blames Danny. And, and <laughs> <laughs> is that your Jack impression? Hey, Danny. Hey, hey, <laughs> Danny. Hey, Danny. Hey, Danny. <laughs> But little by little, uh, Stephen Weber is sort of like sinking into this madness. And they do, they sort of explain it um, as, like Wendy at one point says like, I know you're not drinking because there's no booze around, but you're acting like you did when you were drinking. Yes. Um, yeah. There's a scene where she she is... She's all but presenting. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> she is. She's a. She's doing a little bird of paradise dance yeah. for him. She, she wants it hard. Hard. She comes down in a very, very slinky nighty. Mm-hmm. It's not that slinky. Um, it's just a nightgown, yes. really, <laughs> with with an over like a robe. One of those, like yeah, <laughs> a matching robe, and uh, and she's just she's like she show the funniest thing is like she's like you want to come upstairs? He's like oh uh, maybe later. She's, she's like, like, what the fuck? Maybe later. Maybe later. I am, I am Rebecca De Mornay. Yeah, but and the funniest she, thing is, like, she's like, all right, I guess I got to up the ante. She pulls the robe down over her shoulder, like yeah, past yeah. her shoulder, <laughs> to show him like a little shoulder. Yeah, it's like, do you guys sleep in like twin beds? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Um, and she, how many times does she, she says this thing, which like. 
you don't really hear in like TV or movies anymore uh, of being like, you're not attracted to me anymore, yeah, yeah. or you don't make love to me anymore. Right. It's like, oh yeah, that's I guess what the past used to sound like. <laughs> <laughs> that's on that gold record that they launched into space. <laughs> yeah. Is a, a frustrated housewife. Right. Just not getting <laughs> fucked anymore. Um, yeah, she. So she's she's like, do I have to make it clearer? Like. <laughs> I want you to come upstairs. I don't want... I want to be in bed with you and I don't want to sleep. Yeah. She says that. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, like, like two minutes. Give me like two minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, looking got, at, I'm, I'm looking through these gross old newspapers yeah. about, about the mafia hit that yeah. happened one time. Let me get some old ink on my fingers and then I'll come <laughs> oh, touch you. Oh, no. <laughs> gross. Yeah. Um, Probably bugs. Yeah. In the papers. Yeah. Like moths. Yeah. Speaking of which, we totally glanced over the whole hornet's nest thing. Oh, yeah. Ah, well, <laughs> okay. So, store time, gather around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sit down on a stump or a stone. Here come. Uh, there's a... Th Jack finds a, like a... It's like a wasp's it's nest or something. Right. Just... Wasps. Just Ooh, a nest of white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. <laughs> I thought they all went home for the season. Mm. Oh, yes. N -n Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, yeah. And he finds that and he bug bombs it. So he thinks all the wasps are. Well, they are all dead. Yeah. And Danny's like, <laughs> no, Danny's like, what's that? He's like, it was a wasp's nest. Do you want to keep it? What? You know, kids love. Uh, Little little wasp nests, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah, I always wanted to keep a wasp nest. Mm -hmm. Wasps, wasps nest, nest in my room. If you uh, you, know, you can coat them in peanut butter and bird seed, and then you got yourself a bird feeder. Gross. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Full of wasps. Yeah. Anyway, so he brings it in his room, and then wasps come back, and that's it. That's like the first spooky thing that happens, maybe. Yeah. Right. And and. Rebecca de Mornay is very mad at him and like uh, I thought you said it was safe. And Wait, I, I that's a good de Mornay. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what did you think of her performance in this? I cuz I I don't know. There were so many of her lines where they were just like um I don't know. She wasn't I I don't know. Like Stephen King said that um Shelley Duvall was not was just a screaming dish rag in mm -hmm. the first one, right? Yeah. Um but she t she ends up being like she has to you know she overcomes save right the she, boy save right the boy she saves the boy so right and like the thing there okay so if in the first one so Stephen King's complaint about the movie he had two like mm -hmm. one about Jack one about Wendy yeah first Wendy was a squ squeaming yeah. dishwag a squeaming dishwag and he also complained that uh, I am a little baby <laughs> <laughs> with my thumb in my mouth anyway. And then his complaint about Jack was that he started off too much of a lunatic. Yeah. Which, Jack Nicholson, it's unavoidable. Yeah, is it right? He's just like, he's more like a guy who's just not trying that hard to be a better person. Like, yeah. I think with uh, uh, Stephen Weber's Jack, it's like he's he's seen the error of his ways more and he's more committed to trying to be a better person. Yeah. With, with uh, Jack Nicholson, it's more just like lip service. But I do feel like they're kind of... So anyway, that's the deal in the movie. And I feel like in this, 
the character arcs are kind of swapped. Yeah. Where, like, she stays pretty much the same throughout. Right. And he gets worse and worse Mm -hmm. instead of her getting better and him staying about the same. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I found... And I thought her... It's not even Rebecca uh, Mornay's fault so much. It's like, I think her character should have had more of an arc. Yeah. I don't think, like, by the end of it... Right. We talked... Like, they hinted her mom being, like, overbearing or something. Right. It's like, you could It's a haunted hotel. Do something with that. Totally. If, yeah, if we, Jack's we have dead all the time dad, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> if Jack's dead dad can talk to him. Right. Maybe we throw in some mom stuff for her. Just something. Some sort of... Like, is anything for her to overcome? A fear of croquet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't She doesn't overcome anything. She doesn't... She does have to face uh, him. him, but it. I, I feel like it's a different... Yeah, by well, the end it of it, seems it's a different, different message than the first movie. <clears throat> yes. And, like, I think it's different also because he happens to be her adversary. Yeah. You know, like, there's nothing about him that is specific to her. So it's not really an arc as much as like a, a wall she has to climb over, mm-hmm. like killing him. Yeah. Uh, which she doesn't ultimately even in this one. It's worth noting that at the end, Jack is a hero. That is a weird thing about this movie. Yeah. Like, it, you know, on one hand, it's like, I don't know. Is it more valuable or equally valuable anyway? Is there any value uh-huh. in being like, uh, like explaining and figuring out what's motivating an abusive person mm-hmm. and being able to separate. Although I think with Stephen King, it's less about the abuse and more about like the addiction. Yeah. So the, the hotel is like the addiction and it creates yes. the bad behavior. So, and that's why Danny is like, it's not him. It's the hotel. Like yeah. they make such a point of mm-hmm. explaining that it's not him. And even as he's like, even as he's about to die, he has like, these moments where he's yeah. like switching back and forth between him and what is possessing him. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, a different, I, it's a different movie. It's a different movie. I, I just wanted something more out of her character. Definitely. You know, definitely. Yeah. She, they're so, this seems more like Jack's story. It is. Than it is. the family story. Right. Which it, there's so many scenes though, of her just saying like, you keep your hands off of him mm-hmm. and, um, you and know, just like you're drinking again, aren't you? Kind of a thing. She, I, I hate to say this, but she she comes off as nagging sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you and, sound just like Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but she, but there are scenes where I'm just like, ah, man, like she does. The, most of her dialogue is this movie does not pass the Bechdel test. No, no, it does not. <laughs> in a, in a word, it does not pass it. Um. But yeah, that's what I mean. like most of her dialogue is in service of like developing his character and his yes. storyline or protecting Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly not even that because Danny is totally fine. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. He's like more powerful. He's more. He's, he talks so much more in this than he does in the Kubrick one. Right. He says, I feel like he says almost nothing in that movie. It's like mostly Danny. Yeah. yeah he doesn't talk a lot. It's no, mostly, he doesn't. It's like a lot of Tony. Yeah. Well, Tony, 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 hey, Tony. <laughs> uh, so, um, then we get oh, all ashore would have been a good one. Oh, all ashore. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that was Rob's neck, his <laughs> old neck. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know, man. Well, no. So we get. 
we get that bit where um, he gets attacked by the bath hag, right? Mm-hmm. And at first, you know, a Wendy is blaming Jack, and then uh, we get a whole like it's a whole scene of like you did it, it's your fault, and then Danny snaps out of it and blame, says she did it, and then Rebecca Morning gets blamed and. I don't know. Right, because at one you point know. he like looks at her and sees the bath hag. Yeah, so that's an issue. Right. Yeah. Um, but then it, his sort of his descent, he he continues down this road, and we get that bit where he's at the bar and he's talking to the bartender. There's a Grady. lot more. Yeah. So Grady is the bartender. In right. This. He's not the innkeeper. No. Oh, the caretaker. Well, he what is he's like a butler in the movie. In this movie? No, no, no. In the in the in Kubrick's nah. right. Cause Grady, he, oh, he, he meets Grady. In, yeah, he's that's like, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he meets Grady in that weird red bathroom, that beautiful set piece. <laughs> yeah. That there, there are no beautiful set pieces. <sighs> There's here. really no, it is like a big old hotel. You think they could have done more, but it, it just like feels dingy, like an old hotel. This is actually the hotel. The ho- I know. Yeah. Where, uh, where Stephen King came up with the idea for the shining. Mm-hmm. This is the actual place. And this is a valuable lesson in not being a slave yeah. to your sources. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there's so many shots in the original that are just, perfect mm-hmm. one perfect shot one perfect shot um even like there there were a couple stabs at it in this one and one was when jack is standing over danny with the croquet mallet yeah and it would have been a great shot except there was a chair mostly obscuring danny <laughs> you could just yeah, see yeah, like yeah. one of his legs yep and it was yeah it was move, very disappointing move the chair move the fucking chair come on you can you get to do it more than once. You want it like you want him to hide behind the chair. Put him, put him on put the, the other chair side of it. in front. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let him be seen. Um, <sighs> yeah. So he he you know the descent into madness. He starts drinking. Um, the bartender, the ghost bartender, is pouring him and um, you know just filling him in on everything. He's like, oh, there's a party in the ballroom. Why they're you they're expecting out? you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he goes heads over there, and it's a total ghost party. <laughs> It is a dead man's party. Yeah. Who could ask for more? <laughs> um, he starts getting macked on by, uh, well, by that woman. Well, let's not glance over our King Cameo. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Because okay. there's, there's Very, something yes. to talk about. Yeah, in this King Cameo. Okay. So Stephen King plays the the band leader yeah. of this of this zombie band. Yeah. This monster mash, cor- uh, 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 12 of them. What do you call that? <laughs> when there's 12 people in a band. Yeah. Uh, it's one a of those. Big band. It's a yeah. It's um, a swing and jazz combination. Yeah. But his character's name is Gage Creed. Now, Dan, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Where, yes. where have I heard that before? The the movie in the Rocky franchise. Oh. Creed. Yeah, yeah. His name is Gage Creed. Oh well, that that clears all that up. Moving that on. movie from <laughs> twenty years from now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Gage Creed is the boy who dies in Pet Cemetery. That's right. He, what are we to make of this? <laughs> he grows up to be a big band leader ghost <laughs> from the twenties. From the he's a ghosty. He has like a little drawn in pencil mustache, which I really enjoyed. He yeah. looked like he was having so much fun. This is another case of Stephen King having, having a, a really great, time. great time. Something about <laughs> something about him under Mick Garris's direction. Yeah. He really knows how to bring the most out yeah, of yeah, Stephen totally. King. But uh, he's like he's waving that baton regardless of where the beat is. Yeah, and he's just having a fucking blast. I did love it. <laughs> they're uh, they're singing 
the boogie woogie the, bugle boy from company from company, company b, b. <laughs> how uh, could i forget that yeah, there's com- so many b sound company, company x <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> covert ops <laughs> covert bugle boy <laughs> what's that it's a violin Covert bugle boy. Jesus. <laughs> that joke is for nobody. no one. I liked it. I liked it. I too. liked it a lot. I uh, me too. Covert bugle boy. What are those? They're actual witch fingers. <laughs> Covert bugles boy. <laughs> and thankfully, those are the only two kind of bugles. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Could do. Nope. Uh, so. He plays Gage Creed, the big band leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the afterlife, can you be whoever you want to be? Yeah, that's that what, what I'm getting. Like you could be a grown man band leader. <laughs> <laughs> like little Gage, when he was when he was killed, was like five, mm-hmm. and maybe once Tops, he got out, he was like real yeah. little. Yeah. When he got to the afterlife, he was just like he got super into jazz. Yeah, he's a big swing head. Mm-hmm. He was a swing kid. Yeah, and. He wanted to be an older man with Dizzy Gillespie gave him his first trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's weird. It's weird business, but, you know, he's having a good time, and he wanted to call himself Gage Creed. That's fine. Which doesn't even, like, for an old-timey guy, that's not a good name. No. It's also not a good name for a tiny boy. (laughs) Right. It's not a good good, name. It's, like, maybe a good name for a Street Fighter character. (laughs) Or, like, a Mortal Kombat. Yeah. 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 So okay, we get that Sam Raimi's in this too. He plays the gas station. Touch on that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah at a certain point, same sort of thing. Uh, I was going to call him uh, Gage. Danny uh, gives his shining shout out to his buddy Dick down in Miami, <laughs> and we get he another is. King cameo from was it that waitress? Waitress, Who Shawnee was that? Smith. She was in the stand. She was yeah. that one. the crazy one, yeah. right? Yeah. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Oh, I, I recognized an actress from a different movie <laughs> that I watch for this show that I try to be professional about. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Yeah, that was her. Cool. <laughs> I did it. I did. I did it. What was it like for you, me acting like an adult just now, like a mean adult? I didn't like it. Yeah, didn't feel like me no felt like i was wearing a costume yeah a masky a masky um so at this point uh, uh i keep wanting to call him mario van peebles that's his son don't melvin van peebles yeah that's good yeah uh melvin <laughs> yeah, is heading back to the overlook mm-hmm. um and he stops off at a gas station Country. in colorado <laughs> and sam raimi is working at the gas station <laughs> I thought we'd <laughs> if if like Kermit the Frog weren't a showman yeah. and he were timid and afraid. <laughs> That's my flute voice. Yeah, I yeah. can't do it. I was doing a hand thing that made it clear. <laughs> yeah, that's what people want to listen to: whistling. <laughs> I let, is there anything more obnoxious than whistling? Whistling into a microphone so all you really hear is <laughs> and like a little bit of <laughs> yeah. <coughs> anyway, <coughs> back to what they do want to hear. I'm going up the country. <laughs> right. Yeah, 
<laughs> to sing that song, you have to not move your mouth. You have to make a tiny mouth and move that. I'm going up the country. Gonna be Welcome to Canned Cast. <laughs> the Canned Heat welcome Podcast. To, welcome to Canned Me. Do you think there's a Canned Heat Podcast? That uh, is so unbelievably specific. It, it truly is. But would it be called um, I'm in Heat? I'm in Heat. And it's hosted by that guy. Welcome to the, the, my little show. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in Hi for there, guys. <laughs> Welcome to oh, my show. <laughs> I guess um, I guess this week will be uh, my guess this week <laughs> is David Allen Green. <laughs> uh <laughs> So you were in Jumanji. What did you think of that? You were in Jumanji. What was Robin Williams like? You had that funny scene with the shoe on the conveyor belt. Yeah, that's dag on 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 on, on I'm in here. Yeah. Warmed over. Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> this is, these these jokes <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope somebody gets them. Even one person. Yeah, yeah. We like. I feel like we have one joke for like for one person. Like uh, one like joke one for... joke. Yeah, suits each audience member. Yeah, yeah. So no one's laughing at the same time, but everyone gets a laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the king me promise. Right. You'll have nothing to talk about with anyone, but you'll like one thing from it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. I, it can only Subs- be described yeah. as fine. <laughs> Donate to the Patreon. Please. Uh, so, uh, the party. Mm-hmm. Um, that A lot w- of partying. That ghosty woman is hitting on Jack. And he keeps looking in the mirror and seeing that she is also... Not a bath hag, but certainly a dead. A, par- a little party monster. <laughs> little party hag. <laughs> um, so they say you're nothing but a party hag. What is that? Party Girl by Elvis Costello. Oh, 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 oh. Or, what is it, like Linda Ronstadt or something? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm or, more familiar wait, no, with Carly Can Simon, Heat. not okay. Linda Ronstadt. Now you know. Right. You're more familiar with Can Heat, did yeah, you say? Yeah. I did. Sorry, should oh. would you have recognized it if I went? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if they if you did their version of it. Belch. Oh man, I'll what? I'll say. What so you, we do get a little slow tonight, isn't it? No Lloyd, no Lloyd in this movie. No Lloyd. Hi Lloyd. No Lloyd. Hi Lloyd. No, no Lloyd. Bye Lloyd. Bye Lloyd. <laughs> uh, no, instead it's Grady, like we said. Yeah. That uh, party happens. Uh, he realizes he's alone in that ballroom at a certain point mm. after he tells that woman off, and we see the dog mask. That's it, we the, see the do- right. We see the dog mask. So when he comes to. He's looking around and there's nothing except for the dog mask, which is covering up a bottle of booze. Yeah. And then uh, he goes to... Is that the scene where he like climbs over the bar and falls? False. Yeah. Yeah. So he's reaching for a shot glass because uh-huh. he's like he's like pissed drunk. Yeah. He's having a hard time walking. He, he says, um, 
you know, the ghosts leave him a bottle of Jack Daniels and a note that says, help yourself. And he Management. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he yells out. He's just like, can a guy get a glass? You know. Yeah. He's like, it's, he's like, it's, that's, he says something like old timey prospectors. No, it's he like says stew bums. Stew bums. <laughs> bums who eat stew. So anyone out there eating stew? Wait, no. If you look up the word stew bum. Oh, it's a thing? It is a thing. It's one. One word is and that like it's an alcoholic, especially one who be who has become vagrant. Oh wow! Okay, see, I was going to say that stew bum would be a good thing to call rotten diarrhea, because like stew coming out of your butt. Yeah, now you understand. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a great word. That I'm putting that. That's like a bindle word. It is. Yeah, some stew bum comes stew up bum. to you. <laughs> Hey there, buddy. <laughs> Sit down, it's story time. Take a seat on a stump or a stone. Here I come. Here I come. Here I come. Uh, wow. So, uh, so what happens here? Um, Melvin. Oh, well, okay. So the ghosts, the, the ghosties, Grady and the gangster guy. They nice alliteration. Gangster guy. If that Grady and the gangster guy? Grady and the gangster guy. Welcome to Grady and the gangster guy. <laughs> I'm Grady and the, and I'm gangster guy. Um, Doesn't make any sense. They tell Jack that he he's like he has to kill his family. They're like, listen, buddy, this you got to kill him, and and he doesn't want to do it at first. He's like, yeah. can I just like send him packing? Like, you just want me? I love it here. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, this the is band's great, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love this. That song. little two-year-old band leader is is astonishing. <laughs> um, and and Grady's just like it. I, I wish it worked that way, buddy, but it doesn't. Oh, also, I think it's worth mentioning that at certain points during that whole ballroom scene, like they look like ghouls and ghosts. Like they have yeah, little ghosties. They're they have like cheekbone contour makeup to yeah. show that they are skeletons yeah. deep down. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So like, I thought that I thought that was kind of weird because like in the film mm-hmm. version, the yeah. Kubrick version. You don't get any of that except for Bath Hag, and I think that's more effective. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, with, when they have the stupid makeup on, it looks stupid. It does look really, <laughs> really stupid. Bath Hag's makeup looked real good, though, with the cloudy yes. eyes. I thought that was a nice touch. No, it. She her whole thing was very good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, but they tell him that he has to kill his family, that they can't just go packing. Because the truth is, they want Danny. Yeah, they want... Right. They want Danny, for real. Danny got that shine power. Yeah. They so, want it in their building. Yeah. It's good uh, for profit margins. <laughs> right. Buy, sell, buy, sell. Um, Liquidate the assets. And then... The big short. Happened? Oh, then he... Atta- then he takes a croquet mallet and attacks Wendy. Right? Am I... <laughs> right. Did, I did I miss anything? Am right. I, am I missing too much? I, I don't... I mean, you know, it's four and a half hours long. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for the most part, I think that's sort of the next, like, major event. Wendy's looking for him with a knife. She's yeah. got a knife. She's like, all right. It's, it's, it's about to go down. Enough's enough. Right. And then we get a very long scene of him threatening her with a croquet mallet. And he fucking hits her with it. Like she's like, oh, oh hits the, her in the knee. Well, hits her in the knee, but first hits her in the chest with it. Oh shit, I missed that. Yeah, she like she gets knocked down on the ground, and he comes and he swings it, and fucking knocks the wind out of her. It Yeesh. was like, I was like, holy shit, Pretty he just brutal. hit her. He just yeah. like, made contact with her. Yeah, and then you're right, he cracks her in the knee with it, and she ends up she gets a croquet ball. What it's a what was it? Denver, D- Croquet. Detroit, isn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that uh, Denver croquet, and it's huge, and it just cracks in the face with it. Um, she goes running off. There's a kind of struggle or whatever. And then the ghosts are like, well, you hold on. I know you want to kill your wife. And right we appreciate now. that. Look, don't get us wrong. We love what you're doing. Right. We love it. However, yeah. Dick just got here. Yeah. You got to go take care of Dick. And he comes out with the croquet mallet and knocks Immediately, him around. Immediately. Just like. Yeah. Knocks him around a couple times. Mm-hmm. Dick's yeah. on the ground. Yeah. He's down. He's down. Dick's on the ground down. Dick's on the ground. Welcome to it. That's the podcast now. Dick's on the ground? Dick's on the ground. <laughs> Only for the yes. biggest swinging dick. I feel like Dick's <laughs> on the ground would be like a pickup artist podcast where like boots on the ground. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yes. What up, cucks? <laughs> what up, what up, what up? <laughs> this is the official podcast of uh, Cuckolds. Cucks. No, it's truly not. No. Well, no, we're cucks. I don't. I can't tell with those guys. Like, are yeah. the cucks. Is it bad to be a cuck? Because they call themselves cucks. Do they? I feel like I've seen them call themselves cucks. <laughs> Does anybody know what the word means anymore? Uh, I, I feel like we've lost something as a country when we don't know what the word cuck means. Okay? This, this, this fractured culture, we can't even understand. <laughs> right, you're. You're you're going big right now. What you're doing? Uh, like Marin? A, yeah, yeah. It was Marin. It's, <laughs> what uh, the fuck does it mean? <laughs> what are we even talking about anymore? I was in New York. <laughs> Saw my dad. I was in New York. Cold. Sarah, the painter, my girlfriend. I get that's going fine. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, boy, uh, this is why people listen to this podcast to hear. Cheap imitation of another podcast. Uh, uh, What's happening? So he he knocks down Dick, and then he goes after Wendy. And then the ghosts are like, uh, "Time out! I know you're about to crack crack her skull." <laughs> and, in, and again, we love what you're yeah. doing. Loved what the whole Dick thing that was amazing. <laughs> but but your your son is the bigger problem, mm-hmm. and we you got you got to take care of him right now. Mm-hmm. Time is of the essence for some reason. Yeah. Um. So he goes. He runs upstairs to get Danny, and they have like a little like. A uh, little face-off kind of thing where Danny's like... How's he get out of that? Well, he said... this was. I actually kind of like this part. Um, he's like... I remember. Yeah. He, Jack, Jack is going between like actual father and crazy father. Mm. And he's he tells Danny to run, you know, and he's he doesn't run. That's the scene where he hugs him, right? And he's yeah. like, I'm sorry. And, and he as he's crying, he yeah. starts laughing and goes back to crazy Jack. Yeah. yeah. To uh, crazy heart. Right. Hey, buddy. <laughs> buddy. Any no. little kid here, man? <laughs> that is the I've abandoned my boy of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I, I've abandoned my boy. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Excuse me. Have you seen my son? Hey, buddy. <laughs> no, no. It's a different boy. A smaller boy. <laughs> <laughs> Those two would be thick as thieves. <laughs> I wonder what would happen. <laughs> oh, no. 
Yeah, you ever wonder what would happen if Daniel Plainview <laughs> and Jeff Bridges from Crazy Heart, because I don't know his name. <laughs> yeah, Crazy Heart, yeah. right? Isn't his name Crazy Heart? It, yeah, it's, he's a Native American. <laughs> oh, nope. Excuse me, Native American fellow. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> but, buddy. No, we can't. We... The joke was we're not going to, like it's a bad idea. I know, I and know, then we I know. did it. <laughs> oh, uh, so to get out of that situation, Danny, uh, see, he's like uh, somebody tells him this earlier. He's like, you have to remember what he forgot, and that doesn't make any sense until the very end when he's like, I remember what you forgot, and he's like, he's about to, he's got the croquet mallet over his head, he's about to crack him one good mm-hmm. and he's like what are you talking about what i forget he's like you forgot to release the boiler pressure you idiot and he's like oh fuck oh you're right oh. and then he takes off down the hall because he's got to open up that valve he's got to but he does take the croquet mallet with him yeah which i thought was kind of silly so he gets down there and he oh, he the pressure is in the red and mm-hmm. he, he all the, all the ghosts are like, you got to fix this. Yeah, yeah. Hey, again, we love what you're doing, but uh, kind yeah, of a deal gotta, breaker for us ghostings. So he, he releases the valve and then he then he c- turns back into good Jack. And then he, he tightens the valve back up and the pressure starts building again. Yeah. Da- Danny shines him and he's like, hey, dad, you could really do the right thing. Yeah. Here. Do he's, the right thing. Kill He's like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah. Danny out. <laughs> yeah. He shines him then. And he's like, listen, I, you know, these ghosts, there's no chance for you, but we can get out of here. Mm-hmm. And they get out. Also, Dick is fine. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, got yeah, fucking yeah. cracked with a mallet. Yeah. Rebecca DeMornay, like, sort of, like, smacks him in the face a couple times. And he's like, what? Where are we? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and. So, Movies really don't understand concussions. Oh no, my god, no. <laughs> Brain trauma? I mean, yeah, yeah. Um not even that movie Concussion <laughs> starring Will Smith. Hey, tell the truth. <laughs> uh, this is our pro Roger Goodell podcast. <laughs> where we try to dismiss brain trauma science. Yeah. Tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Um the Goodell guys. Yeah. So they're driving away in their like snowmobile thing, mm-hmm. um, and that that Sam little, Raimi the, gave them. Yeah, the hedge animals sort of they start to uh, Give go after them, but then they catch they catch fire because the place starts burning up. Um, the boiler explodes and burns the whole hotel down. Yes, Elliot Gould was right. Jack Torrance, <laughs> a bad yeah, a bad, bad caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> like he, Elliot Gould got that phone call and he's like, "God damn it! I, I knew, knew it. it! I fucking <laughs> knew it! Fuck! <laughs> God damn motherfucker! <laughs> this is two years in a row now. <laughs> what could happen next year? Yeah. Um, and then we get the little like epilogue thing. Fuck that." So at this point, uh, okay, oh. if the movie cut off right now, right at this point, they them just driving away, I think it would have been just fine. Mm-hmm. I think the movie the movie's okay. It's not as good as The Shining, the the original Shining. I think it does have it's less bleak it, already. It's less bleak. I think it does have its moments, and I I do think Steven Weber did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the fence about that Demorne. On the fence about her, the little boy's terrible. Little boy's a piece of shit. Um 
So, but then the epilogue. Cut to high school. Yeah, ten years later. Yeah, and it's Danny's uh, Danny's graduation. We see Rebecca De Mornay out in the audience, mm-hmm. and there's a seat open next to her. And then we see and Dick Halloran pull up in his fucking cool ass car. Yeah, his dope ride. <laughs> and With the white leather interior. Yeah. God damn. God. Yeah. Damn, that's a nice car. Yeah. It's so fucking suave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It it it's like a Johnny if Johnny Rockets were a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so he runs in. I love that he's like about to run in and he's like, Oh, I almost forgot my cool cane. Yeah. Which he does not use. Doesn't need. He still he runs with it in his hand. Yeah. I thought he was gonna use the cane. No. He just didn't. It was a fashion cane. Yeah. Love uh, a fashion cane. Love it. So they, they sit down and they're waiting for Danny's name to get called, and then his name gets called, and who is it? It's Danny. But it's also Tony. Tony that we saw. He was the one who was telling little boy Danny all these things early on. So, uh, so shining back into the past. That's got to be weird to grow up and be your Tony. Yeah. Be your own Tony. Be your own Tony. Honey, you got to be your own Tony. So then, like, did to- was Tony always just, like, 10 years older than him? That's what it seems like, right? Does he still have a Tony? That's like 27. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, like a right, dude, quarter dude. life crisis, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like mean to his girlfriend, Tony. Yeah, a, yeah. Late, a late, a mid to late twenties, Tony. That's just like fucking nothing matters, man. <laughs> uh, uh, like I got I'm, this job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was going to, I was going to be a musician. <laughs> yeah. Like dreams start falling <laughs> yeah. off right around that time. And mm-hmm. he's just like, I, I fuck I man. Know. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to make this work. I don't like God I wish I were fucking you and I could just shine the future yeah, that yeah. would be great right now because I have no idea I have no idea what I'm gonna do am know. I am I covering rent yes I, I'm with this girl right now I got her pregnant and I don't <laughs> I don't know if I love her or not <laughs> it, it, Tony is more of like a burden to yeah. younger Danny like, Danny is 17 and he's like, he's like I just got I'm, my license yeah, I'm not equipped to yeah. handle any of this <laughs> sir yeah yeah so Danny he, you know, he he does a good job at school. Yeah, and Dick shines to him real quick. And he's like, "Good job, Doc." Yeah, and then he shines back. He's like, "I love you guys." And now Rebecca DeMornay can hear it. Yeah. she's like, "Did you hear that?" Yeah, it's like, "Yeah, yeah, we do it all." The time. We've been doing this for ten years. Yeah, yeah. And then what do we, what do we get? What do we see, Dan? <sighs> Come on, uh, Stephen Weber, a, a well dressed. Yeah, he he's dressed for the occasion because in the afterlife you could do whatever you want, mm-hmm. as we established, right? Um, <laughs> because he's yeah in this afterlife you age in real time, so he's ten years older. Yep. Um, he appears on the stage, and like there are a couple shots of like what everyone else is seeing. Yeah, and it's just Danny fucking staring at nothing. Right. In the middle of this graduation ceremony. Which Dick sees what's going on, right? He sees Stephen Weber. I don't know if he sees it or understands it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> Stephen Weber has a lot of lines. Yeah. And he's just like, Good job, Doc. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I love you so much. And he like blows him a kiss. Well that yeah, this this is a thing that that keeps popping up through the movie is like they have little phrases that they say to each other. Like, hey, what's going on, Doc? And and the kid's like, ah, nothing, honey. And one of them is kissing, kissing. That's what I've been missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and he says it like right before the boy, uh, boiler explodes. Little boy Danny 
in his like snowsuit and snow gloves, sort of. Also, like, that's gonna be confusing for the listener because I'm little boy Danny. So, <laughs> just to clarify, we're talking about Danny from the movie, right? Little boy Danny Torrance. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's better. Um, with his snow glove on, he just sort of like blows a kiss out. Like before leaving the hotel. That's gotta be traumatizing to blow just, a kiss and then a building explodes. <laughs> yeah. He blows his kiss and he's like, kissing, kissing. And then in the basement, <laughs> in the the thing your uh, face did to impersonate uh, him. <laughs> just dramatic kissing, kissing. And then Stephen Weber in the, in the bubble. boiler room is just, he, he like grabs it and like holds it to his face. He's like, that's what I've been missing. And then kabowie. Boom. It all goes up. But so, on the stage, Stephen Weber blows him a kiss and 17-year-old Danny Torrance catches it, catches puts it on his face and goes, that's what I've been missing. Right into the camera. <laughs> right into the camera. Right into the camera. Oh, right God. in front of his peers. Yeah. <laughs> Right, oh my god! Right in front of an auditorium full of people, that Danny got the shit kicked out of him oh. for sure. If he was comfortable enough to do that, definitely, Not, yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the very last thing we see is the hotel rebuild itself, which I didn't like. Did it rebuild itself? It seemed to appear out of nowhere. Yeah, I guess what it said like re- construction, like we're opening up. Uh, is it like tradition can't die or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Um. And then you see the building like in a series of it, like wavy line reappears. Yeah, and that's right. it. That's our and that's the end, baby. All right. So, uh, you know, I guess let's get into it. Let's let's say let's say what hurt our parts. Oh, that hurts my parts. Oh. For me, it's I don't know. I thought the hedge animals were kind of dumb. They were really dumb. Um, they were really dumb. Just I, the inclusion of them at all. <laughs> um, Again, I like I like the Doctor Who take on things. Yeah, but uh, that the little boy that plays Danny he was sucks. He is so a bad. he is a human milk bubble. Yeah, just, oh, just a thin mucous membrane of a boy. It's so gross. He's terrible. I do still think that end scene is the worst. It's. Yeah. To spend that much time and effort making, like, telling this whole scary story. Oh, and then so to. It's too scary. And then to undercut it with this fucking yeah. episode six Darth Vader bullshit. Yeah. I did not like it. Mm-hmm. I did not like it. No, not, not even one bit. No, not once, not for a second. Yeah. So that, yeah. So I, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. It's pretty right. dumb. I'll also say that I lament the fact that we didn't. I I want a I want a fucking Dick Halloran spinoff movie. Hmm. I want to know everything about that guy. Yeah, you want to know what his fuck style? is? I want to know what his fuck style is. I want to know what his interior design is like. I want to really explore that. Yeah, you know how like Star Wars they'll release like companion encyclopedias. Yeah, I want a Rogue One. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dick Halloran. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, just <laughs> fucking his way through Miami. Yeah, um, Jesus Christ! Every restaurant he goes into, there's a waitress who wants to dance with him. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. Did you like the sign outside that diner? What oh. it said? Forget Florida's best yeah, orange yeah, juice, yeah, yeah. or Try forget the orange coffee. juice. We have Florida's best coffee. Yeah, I was like, that was definitely there. <laughs> that and then was, yeah, they yeah. just, you know, they're like, let's include it. Yeah. Um, what do you say we move on to our appropriately named? Shining moments. Daddy! Ooh. Daddy! Reminds me of a better time. 
for me. What'd you like? What'd you like? What'd you love about this movie? There were there were two things that I, I really enjoyed actually. Um, the bath hag mm-hmm. in this movie, primo bath hag. Is, yeah, it's really second good. to none. Yeah, I kind of think you're right. I think it's better than the original bath hag. It's not only because they do a different thing with it, and the bath hag herself is it's better makeup yeah definitely and Uh, like the gross water in the tub like getting to see that was like a really nice touch there were things i liked more about it i think the only thing probably that i like more about the shining bath hag Mm -hmm. is the woman they got to play her when she's getting out of the tub and she was like impossibly lanky yeah and it was like it was ethereal and spooky (laughs) very spooky spooky um I like the bath hack. I yeah, also like I like the party scene. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that was kind of fun. I just like the song "Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy" from Company B. <laughs> I, yeah, me too. I do. It's a great song. Yeah, I actually a lot of fun. I, li- I like the I li- three girls yeah, doing the, the hand the waves, fake singing Andrew the song. Sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I looked those up, triplets of Belleville. <laughs> I looked up that, movie gets that song, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's it's a song. It's just a song. Yeah, no, and you can and you can hear the pentatonics do it in their history of music compilation. There you go. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Tropes. Well, is there anything else you wanted to? Any no, shining moments? no, it's fine. Did you say your shining moment? No, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, what's I don't your shining moment. No, Dan? no, I don't want to anymore. Dan? If you don't want to hear it, I don't want to say no. it. Sweetie, I want to. I don't want to waste air. T- no, these people don't care. You don't care. These people don't care. They care. How could they? They care. Big idiot like me, just an old so-and-so. No one's ever cared what I've had to say before in my life. Oh, you're not a so-and-so. I'm... What am I? What am I? You're a little Danny. I'm a little Danny. I'm too small. No one wants to hear what I have to say. We have to pitch down everything I say in this show because I'm so little that my voice is way up high. Forget it. I don't know. I liked. Uh, I liked. Uh, What'd you like? Snowshoes. Snowshoes. I liked snowshoes. He likes his snowshoes. I like that he wore snowshoes. <laughs> That's what I liked. That's it. See, it's stupid. I told you no one would care. I just like. I like when people wear tennis no. rackets as shoes. <laughs> people. People care. No one cared. No, they care. Guys, write into the show and tell us how much you care. Send us audio of you caring about me caring about snowshoes. Yeah. Let us know that you support snowshoes. <laughs> Tennis rackets on Tennis feet. Tennis rackets on feet. Yeah. Is that a... Is it, was there anything else you wanted to add? No, that's it. That's the only thing I liked about this movie. <laughs> Four and a half mo- hours, and you're like, yeah, the tennis racket. I was speed. He and he managed to swing without hitting the ground with those things. I know. I thought about that too. Yeah, that's what I loved. He wears tennis rackets like shoes, and I think that's really great yeah. for the winter mm-hmm. to stop yourself from. Mm-hmm. It spreads out your mass so that you don't sink into the snow. Yeah, and I think that's really great. Okay, it's a it's human ingenuity. Yeah, we're the only species. That matters. That makes tennis rackets. <laughs> My, uh, not to mention, where's the shoes? <laughs> All right. Kingy tropes? Kingy tropes. In the book I'm working on now, there's a spooky monster. Nosebleeds. <laughs> yeah, nosebleeds. Uh, this one, we got it in uh, motherfucking Forest Order. Forest Order. Forest Order. 
It's in Foyer. It's in the OA, <laughs> which is not affiliated with Stephen King. But uh, I do want to reinforce that that scene where um, uh, Stephen Weber is talking to his dad over the radio. He gets a nosebleed, mm-hmm. and that was actually his a real, real nosebleed. nosebleed. <laughs> wow! And they just like went with that take. He just continued acting. Talk about method acting. Yeah, he popped a thing in his head. <laughs> um, fighting a student. Because <laughs> doesn't that isn't that the reason that the guy in sometimes they come back isn't that the reason he had to like in the first one the first one yeah like he lost his job his other teaching job for like fighting a student maybe and the, and the remember the principal is like keeping an eye on him and he's like he the principal keeps yes! seeing him like yes get into it with students and he's like I know what you did yes <laughs> yep mm-hmm. you're right he's fighting students that's so maybe maybe Stephen King was as a teacher he was just like I wish I could fight these fuckers <laughs> um, what else what else uh, uh, driving a long distance in this case only to get clubbed yeah or mal- uh, crocade yeah. <laughs> yeah get knocked up and down a little bit um, yeah it's I'm trying to think of the things that were different from the original because mm-hmm. we can't just say the All shining the stuff, is yeah. the king trope now yeah 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 it goes without saying uh newspaper clippings that explain everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's one for sure um inanimate objects coming to life fire hose come to oh, life fire hose yeah. yes i want yes i wanted to bring that up we did this forget, is where the original fire hose right it, we see it in carrie yeah uh during the prom scene uh, and then later on SpongeBob SquarePants, they <laughs> they borrow that, yeah. which is a nice touch that I just got. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's a fire hose that has teeth. Yeah. Ah! It's gonna bite you. Look, yeah, it'll bite your dick right off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the perfect size to put your dick in. But watch out. Ooh, some teethy in there. <laughs> Don't turn on that hose. <laughs> Water blow your dick off. Blow up your dick, God yeah. forbid. And then you fill up with water. Oh man! Ooh. And then you have to pee it all out. That's the worst part. <laughs> they don't tell you that. Uh, you know that scene in the Last King of Scotland where he rolls a baseball bat across his stomach to make him fart because he's got oh, like gas. God. Yes, it's like that. It's exactly like that. Yeah, mm. that's a that's a bad movie. You're gonna right? get the idiamine treatment. I don't know. <laughs> I you just know that one scene. I just that's the only part of the Last King of Scotland I see. Ask me what that movie's about. <laughs> Scotland. It, Go what's, ahead. That, what's that movie about? It's a it's a movie about a doctor teaching a man to fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not that's not wrong. Um, what else? I think. Uh, is that it? Yeah. I think so. Right. Characters named Gage Creed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's so, not so much a trope as a weird well, detail. Yeah. So, but we could assume now that this takes place within the fucking the Kingoverse. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I mean, right or no? Does yeah. this rule it out? No. He's in it. It's Gage. Is it Gage though? It's Gage. How many Gage Creeds do you know? <laughs> How many gauge? How many gauge creeds <laughs> do you think you know? Two, two, yeah, two, two, it's two. It's just or two. one, or one. It could be one. Is it the same gauge creed? Yes, I think it is. Okay, I'm gonna wait a second. I'll wait a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up 
um, on the IMDb. Um, let's see. What are you looking up? I'm, I'm looking up. So you could click on you know the actor's name, but you could also sometimes ca- click on the character name mm. and see who else played that character. Oh my god! And you know who else? <laughs> Miko Hughes. Uh, the little boy from know, Pet Cemetery. You want to know something really funny? Same There's an character. actor in this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, the other AA guy is named Peter Boyles. <laughs> I like that. Uh, boy. Yeah. I, was, I can't remember if we talked about this on the show, but I was discussing with someone the funniest name, like funniest celebrity name that a regular person could have. Yeah. I think it's Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, shit. We what? had... Um, Another quick King alumni. I didn't realize this until we just read it. Uh, or oh I, yeah, from the stand, fucking Miguel. Uh, Miguel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. He's the voice of the dad. Yeah, and he's going to be coming up in our next movie. Is that true? Yeah, he's going to. He's in the Night Flyer. Ooh. Which, spoilers. We're going to be watching that. No. You ruined my week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, mean it. <laughs> that, that's a that's a. I think it was. I think it's an okay movie. But have could, you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but not in you know twenty years. So we'll see about that. That's um, fine. That's fine. I think that's it for King Tropes, which brings us to our final segment. IMDb. They just cheated us. This isn't. IMDb, 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 where we compare our opinion of the movie against the average user score on IMDb.com. 12th. IMDb, Danny Boyles. Danny Boy. No. It's me. It's not. It's Danny Boyles. Peter Boyles' brother, Danny Boyles? Yeah. That's good. Um, uh, 12,238 people voted or rated this movie. 38. I got uh, 32. Oh. Six people rated it since we started doing this. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. All right. This hasn't even come out yet. At the time of the recording, it, yeah. this hasn't come out yet. It hasn't gotten the king me bump yet. It hasn't. Yeah. But we're already seeing the effects. People right. know. People know. Yeah. 12,238. I'm going to hit refresh and see if it climbs up again real quick. 12,238. Okay. People rated this film. Weird. Award. I know. Right? <laughs> they rated it weird. If you could get all those people in one room together. Yeah. Oh, man. You could just about. Just the last six. Yeah. You could. <laughs> um, 6.1 out of 10. Yeah. Stars. <laughs> just to clarify. Yep. It's stars. It's stars. Yes. Stars. Stars. Stars and bars. Yeah. It's weird that. How many cans of heat would you give this movie? <laughs> oh, Wow, cans of heat. So that seems like a negative rating system. <laughs> How many Unless we're talking, exploding wait, boilers? Is this, is this Can He the Band or Can He the Jamiroquai song that's featured in Napoleon Dynamite? Oh. How many how many spoonfuls of llama food would you give it? No. Oh. How right. many times right. would you All vote right. for All Pedro right. for All this right. movie? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Ooh, we had a nice thing for a second. Oh. <laughs> we got. Just gonna keep going higher and higher. Wait, 
Is the Ken Heat guy the guy that says daddy? Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! We can cancel the show! <laughs> can, can daddy? <laughs> we can can this show! There's been a... Hello, there's daddy. Been, <laughs> there's been a serial style... Um, Show up. within a show. Oh yeah, yeah. Where we've been trying to figure out who the daddy boy is. <laughs> it turns out it's the guy from Canned Heat. <laughs> so, uh, mystery solved, everybody. Yeah. What do you think about six point one out of ten stars? That's I, my question. Uh, yeah, I would probably give it like a five and a half. How many regular sized croquet mallets would you give it? Um, boo. Mm-hmm. I, I got. Do I have to do the conversion? To no, I'll croquet? do it. Okay. <laughs> Um, then, uh, uh-huh. oh, 6.5 regular size croquet mallets. Okay. That's, that's okay. Um, that's 142 mallets. It doesn't, it's, yeah, it gets bigger when it gets bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't. Um, okay. Six, six uh, point. So that's like three. I'm guessing one or should be two thirds. <laughs> How many big old mallets out of 10 would you give this thing? How many Denver mallets? Uh, just five and a half. I don't think it's... I, I think there's some good stuff in here. I do think Stephen Weber is good. Um, he had an impossible task. He at, did. Uh, but it, it's not It's not great. It's fucking long. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I don't know. The The second half is better than the first half. Definitely. So maybe as, as seems to be the case with these. Yeah. So maybe like skip the first hour and a half of this and watch the rest. I think... The problem with miniseries from more than like five years ago, yeah, is that they thought of it as one whole thing cut yeah. into thirds. Sure, yes. It's so like the story arc, you get it. The whole beginning is the rising action. Yeah, and whereas now, like people understand that each part needs to kind of have its own it's arc a, yes. within itself. Well, yeah, that, you could say like, like Stranger Things. It's a t- it's a show, but oh, it's also love like, Stranger Things. I love I do the, love Stranger the Upside Down. Love it. <laughs> you you <laughs> it's fine. I hate everything. I do. I do. The uh, Upside Down. I was talking with a friend of the show Melissa Jobin about what's from the Upside Down. Yeah. We decided that the red M&M with the human penis that we drew is from the Upside Down. Yeah. Also that uh you know the couple's costume where one one person wears a plug and the other person's a socket. Yeah. That's from the Upside Down, but those are their actual bodies. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Nightmare. There's a lot of stuff from the Upside Down that you wouldn't think. Ray Liotta. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I hear he's a dick. Mhm. Yeah. In the Upside Down though, that's cool to be like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, what were you gonna say about Stranger uh, Stranger Things? Stranger Things. Uh, it, well, it's eight episodes, mm-hmm. but it acts. It's kind of a mini series yeah. on its own. It's each episode tells its own like little story. It has its own arc. It it is interesting in its own way. Same thing with like Breaking Bad. And f- I hate to say, but the OA had the same <laughs> a similar thing. Where like like they know how to make TV shows now. Right. They figured it out. <laughs> like yeah, they know how to make like even something that's not interesting. At least look interesting. Yeah. Like, we we have all the ingredients, you know, or we, we have the recipe. We just have to make it right, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, which they didn't have in the 90s. No, they didn't understand. So, yeah. Like, if you've seen the original Shining, you know every story beat. But it would be... I feel like it would be really hard to do with something. Because it is written as a novel. Yeah. Right? So, like, how do you make a novel episodic... Because I mean, that's really the goal, right? Yeah, I, but like they could do it though. I guess. 
you could make this interesting. Maybe episode one is uh, Jack has to win the the Denver Croquet Tournament to get the job. <laughs> I'd like that. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So it's like bigger croquet. Cut to commercial. <laughs> what What is your rating for this? Out of out of croquet Denver croquet mallets. Out of Den- Denver croquet mallets, I give it. Maybe five and a half also. Yeah. It, it's like, I I don't want to be too cruel. You know, there are things Baby, I like. Don't be cruel. <laughs> um, But it's, yeah, like you said, it's up against the original. Like, there's no way to separate the two. Right. Do your best, but you can't. Uh, I like that we can't talk about the books for that reason, but we are <laughs> allowed to compare it against the, yeah. the film. Right. Um. That movie... This is the first remake that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Not the last, though. What else we got? Um, Salem's Lot is a remake. Oh, Uh, that... We have a remake of Corn Kids. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. We have a few Carrie remakes. A a gritty Dolores Claiborne reboot (laughs) starring Jason Statham as Dolores Claiborne. Uh, Yeah. You know what? Five and a half works for me. It's just like... Yeah. It's not... It's mostly boring. Um, I don't think even that, like... Like, I feel like if I saw part one on TV, I would not be like, I'm coming back for part two. There's... You can... No. Do, wherever no, no, they no. leave it at the end of part one, you you don't feel the need. Um. So, I... Yeah. I'm gonna... I'm gonna go with you on this. It's right. a consensus. All right. Um... That's it. Is it better than the original? Uh huh. <laughs> no, no, it is not. Yeah, I guess that's it then. Yeah. All right, guys, that was The Shining, the 1997 miniseries. This conclude. It was like we just ended class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, like I said, we're going to be doing The Night Flyer, which is about. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Uh oh. It's, it's scary. Is it about the Mothman? He flies <laughs> at night. Does he? Yeah, can we watch oh. the the Mothman prophecies? <laughs> a bit of injured cold. No, we're gonna we maybe maybe now will be a good time to take um, our Joe Hill uh, sidestep, Hill of the King. Yeah, Hill yeah. of the King. After maybe after Night Flyer. Yes. And what what, uh, what movie is that again? After Night Flyer. Yeah. Is Corn Kids Five? No, no. I mean, uh, what's the Joe Hill? Oh, thing? oh, um, horns. Oh yeah, with with Danny Harry Potter, with Dan, little Danny Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. So that I don't know. Could my be interesting. my gargantuan dicked counterpart. Yeah, yes. right. He's got fat old hog. Yeah, what a guy that everybody's seen. Shout, yeah, shout out to that big old wizard penis. <laughs> uh, I guess that does it. Uh, once again, it. you know, I hesitate to say it after this episode, but if you want to rate and review the show, and if you can stomach giving us five stars, give us stars. Give it to us. Yeah, that's uh, yes. Uh, as as TMZ would say, give us stars. <laughs> Welcome to King. Me. Welcome to King. Me. <laughs> uh, five stars. Rate and review. Do it as Stephen King. I mean, we'll read it either way, but we think it helps. If yeah. Everyone thinks Stephen King is making hundreds of dummy accounts. Right. To rate our show. Yeah. Uh, you can subscribe to the Patreon. We'll have links for both of those in the show notes. Uh huh. And until next week, I'm Dan Gagliardi. Oh, man. I'm Rob Avon. Stephen Weber. King. King.
Underneath the outdoor with the steamboats, ancient goblins.